Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Romance in Color. I am your host, well, one half of the duo here at Romance in Color, uh, Tati Richardson. And this week in our ongoing series, Writing in Color, I'm going to be talking to my friend, and I'm going to claim her as my friend, uh, Ruthie Lenore. Uh, She writes slow, sensual romance uh, that everyone can enjoy with just the right amount of heat and spice that I think uh, folks would enjoy that kind of sweet spot right there in the middle of the road with romance that I personally love. Uh, Ruthie is a former art teacher from Texas, and we talk a lot about how she incorporates art and her love of art with her writing and formation of her her novels. Ruthie is an indie writer. So she has a lot of creative control over um, her covers, what she wants inside her novels, and so on and so forth. And so without further ado, let's get uh, into the conversation with my friend and my sister in romance, Ruthie Lenore. Check us out. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Romance and Color. I'm Tatiana. We're here with Ruthie Lenore. Um, We are going to be talking about her works and her writing, um, her process, and all of that good stuff as a romance writer. So I'm glad you all can join us here for another segment in our Writing and Romance, uh, Writing and Color Romance series, um, in-depth interviews with uh, writers. So, Ruthie, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and all of that good stuff. Well, um, I am in Texas. Mm -hmm. I've been here pretty much all my life. Mm -hmm. I write, but that's not my day job. Um, I used to be an art teacher because I think art is my first love mm. or what that was what I realized what I found out I was good at early on. Okay. And then I, you know, followed through with that through college and a career. And since I was an art teacher, um, that was the first job that went when they started to cut the budget. Oh, of course, the artists <laughs> always go. Yes, unfortunately. Yes. So, um, so I, my thought process—not my thought process, but I guess my create my creativity—you know—went to a, a different route, and mm-hmm. um, so now I write. Okay, so so you're in Texas. You're born and raised in Texas. You've been there pre- pretty much all of your life. Um, and so I know I've read, I've read Survivalist Boot Camp. I haven't read when the, Where the Honey Bells Grow yet. Um, but I know um, Texas, I guess, plays a part in, in your books um, yeah. and sort of the backdrop to your books. But before we get started talking about all that, how did you get fall in love? I asked everybody this, this question. How did you first fall in love with when or how? Did you first fall in love with romance novels? And um, what kind of impact did they have on your life? 
Um, I would, I'm not one of those who can say, you know, when I was 15, I read such and such. Mm-hmm. My, my memory doesn't work that way. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I know there was books I read that my mom had, um, but those were, you know, like Terry McMillan. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would classify those as romance. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it, I, I would say they're probably women's fiction with some romantic elements, yeah. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I guess my love for reading maybe started, you know, with with those. And I think maybe that was a good a good start because then you kind of want more and more, mm-hmm. you know. You know, as you mm-hmm. get older, you want as relationship-wise to see how things progress and turn out. Yeah. Um, but I was maybe my maybe through fan fiction. Mm. Um, I think with fan fiction, at least the fandom that I was in, most of the stories were were romantic stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was deep in fan fiction for a while, still in part of it. Um, but then I would say I would give the prize to Beverly Jenkins. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> she, yeah. uh, <laughs> she has gotten me deep. She got me deep into the romance world with, uh, with her historical. And it wasn't an easy thing. Cause I, I remember hearing people talk about her books. And I'm like, you know, it's historical. Why would I want to read that? Mm-hmm. You know, it seems, mm-hmm. it seems boring. The covers don't seem interesting. But then I read that first one. And yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> world. You're like, oh, it's not. This is what I thought it was gonna be. It's black people uh-huh. and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. She, I, I would say, I, I feel the same way. Like. My introduction to romance was Beverly Jenkins too, and I remember reading um, uh, like an old copy of like Night Song from the library. It was worn down. I remember that too. Too it was, <laughs> a lot of people had checked it out, and I was like, "What is this?" And you know, I was really interested. I was like, "Wow!" And she made it seem very like relatable. And before that, I read a lot of you know, I was I love westerns. And stuff so you know i read anything but i really when i when i got into romance i read a lot of romance that centered on the west and, and going out west and they had a lot of white women in it and they didn't portray native americans in a positive way or anything like that or they were you know quote unquote savages or the native american woman would be captured by a white man and then kind of ravished and i was like i can't relate to this but mm-hmm. you know with beverly jenkins um you know her stories of going out west and settling and stuff like that was really about community and family and things that were very, I guess, culturally sound or whatever. Um, and so those are things that I definitely connected to. Um, so yeah, I, I can see how, you know, cause you look at those old, especially the old Beverly Jenkins covers and you're like, girl, what is this woman in this corset and her, her shoulders all falling, what is this? I don't want to read this. But then you get into the book and then you're like, oh, okay, you know, I like Indigo and Vivid and, you know, mm-hmm. and all those books. Then just, I mean, you look at the cover and you're like, oh, this, I don't know about this. But yeah, I think my like, first one was um, Nighthawk, where mm-hmm. he has his, um, you know, like he has his shirt open and everything. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to read that. <laughs> I think I read it like back to back. Yeah. read it, yep. finished it, and then read it. And I checked it out from the library, returned it, and probably checked it back out a month later. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, yep, yep. As a matter of fact, I just finished, um, I just finished Wild Rain and her mm-hmm. uh, women who her new women who dare series and uh, it was so good like i just i couldn't i couldn't put it i couldn't put it down like it was, it was so good like i can't, can't i mean I, like i said it was just so good i can't say nothing else about i just can't say nothing else about it you know it has the west in it it has all kind of you know stuff and you know Oh, I, I don't want to talk about it. If you haven't read, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm still, still the tea. No, I've read it. I've read it. I've got, oh. I've got all her historicals on my shelf right now. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I just, I just love that one. But anyway, um, it might be my new fave. But um, so let's talk about writing and stuff. So you're primarily a, a independent or, or indie writer, um, correct? Mm-hmm. And I see that. Yeah. So, so how has like your art degree? I know. The covers are very interesting to me. Um, and then I also, when I read Survivalist Boot Camp, I had it on my Kindle. So when I looked at it, I was like, oh, they're like drawings in here and uh, like handwritten things. And I was like, oh, that's neat. So how, how much <laughs> of your like art degree, you know, do you kind of mesh with the writing? Do you, do you um, if you're doing everything yourself, obviously, then, you know, how much do you think about the covers and stuff like that in terms of your your art degree and kind of meshing those two worlds together? You know what? When I was in school and when I was in college, I had to take um, because I was an art education major, mm-hmm. and I had to had to take a graphic art class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that was maybe a semester or two semesters. I'm not sure, but I wasn't mm-hmm. really into it because I didn't think I would ever use it. You right. know. Like, I, I use a paintbrush and canvas. What am I going to do with this computer, you know? Um, so when it came to a book cover, um, I, was, I was like, you know, you know, because you can hire someone to do a book cover. Um, but I was like, you know, I could do this myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so that's what I did. And it took, I mean, for me, it's a process. I'll start with one and I just love it, love it, love it. And then a month later, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll change the color of this or maybe I'll do this. <laughs> right, right. Like for Survivalist Boot Camp, it was a whole nother thing. And then, um, like I was telling my editor, I was, when she sent her, um, when she sent my work back, I wasn't, I didn't read everything she had, she had put yet. Yeah. I just saw this little excerpt, and it said, "This little excerpt, and it said um, something about what if something, something. I don't know. I didn't even read the whole thing, but for some reason, that triggered my mind to think they work for a magazine. Why don't I make the cover look like a magazine cover? Yeah, it was so cute. It was, it was cute. I was like, oh, this is cute. It was cute. So, it was and the, the, the drawings. I put the drawings in because I saw something on. I think it was Instagram." Someone had put a picture of a book they were reading, and there were illustrations in it. It was a novel, and there was illustrations. You know, it wasn't a graphic novel. It was just, you know, like a picture, a drawing on the page. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. And I can draw. 
Yeah. And <laughs> you know, since I'm, you know, doing this myself, I can put whatever I want in my book. So, you know, mm-hmm. I've drew in some illustrations. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I'm not, I'm artistic, but I'm not, I don't think I can, that's why I'm not doing the indie route, because I, I'm just not pursuing it, because I know I don't have the patience to try and put together my own, try to think about what I want my covers to look like, all that stuff, I just, I just don't have it in me, <laughs> I just don't have it in me, I just, I, I'm like, oh God, like, if I have to think about, I mean, I could draw something, probably, but I'm like, mm. Do I want to go? No, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, so let's say you you say your writing is slow, sensual black romance that's soft in all the right places. What does that <laughs> yeah. mean? What does that mean? What does that tagline mean? I think that I mean for me, I mean you read uh, Survival's Boot Camp, so you know mm-hmm. that it was. Um, like I love, I love a slow burn. Yeah, yeah. It was. Even though, even though it wasn't a a novella, it was still a slow process. Right. You know, um, right. the there was like sensual elements in it. Mm-hmm. With um, you know, like the foot massages or him doing her hair, and you know. Oh yeah. And I and I love a quiet moment. Mm-hmm. You know, so um. And then I think all of that balances well with um, the heat level that I write. Right. Okay. No. Yeah. It's not. It's not really closed door, and it's not. It's not. You know, high health, high heat levels. It's kind of that that kind of sweet spot right there in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I can appreciate that. Like I don't. There's sometimes I don't always want to read the hot, hot, hot stuff you know, Caliente burning up my ears and eyes, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. All the time. And, you know, there's a time and a place for it, for real. Um, so, I, I mean, I definitely appreciated that. I, you know, that I like how you describe the little, like you said, the small, intimate moments, the way he would look at her, you know, as they were writing or, um, you know, holding her hand, going up the trail or, you know, jumping off the cliff. I thought that was funny. Jumping off the cliff um, <laughs> together and, you um, you know him doing her hair like hair is just a, such an intimate moment you know putting your head between somebody's legs is, is very intimate to have them um you know greasing your scalp and all that stuff it's for the man to do that to the woman that's just very very sexy to me i thought it was very sexy um and i think I, I also write with and i don't know i probably shouldn't but i was also write thinking that you know my mom is going to read this <laughs> um <laughs> How detailed should I should I be? Oh boy! Oh man! I I, I bet if I if, if see my mom is not here no longer here. Um, God rest her soul. But if I wrote like slow, she'd be like, "Where the sex at? <laughs> 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 like, Where the good stuff at? I don't want to. What the stuff is? <laughs> I don't know if she would read it. But you know, yeah. I think about everything that's on her that was on her shelf growing up, like all the stuff that I, I knew was on her shelf, which was you know, some, some, you know, pretty hot stuff, you know what I mean? The VC Andrews and all that other stuff that was on her shelf. I was like, yeah, I don't think she would, I don't, I don't think she was a, a slow burn type of person. 
I just when you think about, oh, my mom can pick up her book and, and take it to her friends, right? My baby wrote this, so <laughs> it's uh-huh. okay. it is okay. Yeah, yeah. So as a as an independent writer, I know you mentioned an editor. So you work with a with a um a copy editor, um primarily. Um, what kind of made you decide to go that route versus the um, kind of traditional publishing right or, or, or are you still kind of thinking about doing traditional publishing and kind of being like a hybrid author um you know what when i first when i was writing honey bell um i did query that well i i want i'm gonna say query i did submit it to um i don't know if you remember when avon had um there, I don't even remember what it was called, but they they opened submissions. Right, right. Um, and this was what twenty nineteen or something like that. They did that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they opened submissions, and I did submit it to that, and um, they sent it back with great feedback, and I really appreciate the feedback. They they liked the story, um, but also you know, but they didn't accept it. But also mm-hmm. at that same time was when, like, ro- Romanslia, whatever you call it. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, Romanslia, yeah. Yeah, where it, it, like, blew up, you yeah. know, with all the RWA stuff and yeah, all that crazy stuff. And I was like, I don't even want to be involved in that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. after I um, worked on it, uh, you know, Honey Bell some more, I'm like, I'm just going to do this myself. Because it was, mm-hmm. I think I was worried that um, any acceptance that I got might not be genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because yeah. of all of that. Yeah. And you know, it is just it's just so hard to to know if it is genuine. So I'm yeah. like, you know, I, I can do it myself. Yeah, the, the, these I, I'd say that whole when everything with Courtney Milan and a lot of uh you know Alyssa Cole and everybody was kind of talking about the the lack of diversity and things like that um in the romance industry and RWA and stuff. I don't know. Everybody was like, "Yeah, we want diverse books. We want diverse books." But I rarely have heard back from anybody who's gotten you know published because of because of this in a way it's a good thing because yeah they're saying they want want to see people but Mm -hmm. at the same time I don't know anybody personally that's benefited from this whole thing you know this whole shebang um that's happened particularly nobody black I don't think um but I I understand what you're saying you don't know if they really want you for you or you want you for your work or want you to fill a quota exactly and and I, I get that. That's why I am kind of on the I'm I'm querying and doing stuff like that. Um, but you know it's disheartening when you get work back and they're like I just can't connect with it. You know you're just like, you know it's a straight it's kind of a straightforward story here. But you know, um, you know I can't connect with it. I, you know I think it's great. You know it has this element. This is nice and blah blah. blah. But you know I just can't I just can't connect with it. And I'm thinking why why can't you connect? Is it because the characters are black? Is it because it's too black? Is it because yeah, it's exactly. like, you know, you know, is it because the way I said it and stuff like that? And and mm-hmm. I hear you. I definitely hear you. Um, you definitely want somebody to be interested in your work for, you know, 
having it stand up on its own merits, you know what I mean? And not necessarily feeling like you, you know, are a part of like an affirmative action bunch. Yeah. Of <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, uh-huh. I, I, I definitely, which I definitely get that. I get the hesitation too. I, I feel that apprehension too. I, I mean, I got, I still got like a foot in, in the water, but you know, if it gets too high, I'm not getting, you know, the bites. I'm probably going to take a step, step back too. Um, and, and see what happens and you know folks like yourself that I'm talking to and other people inspire me to like go that independent route and see that it's possible to make good and meaningful work as an independent book writer so I mean you know I appreciate you for that I appreciate you for 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 being able to like see hey it's possible to be, you know be happy and, and not be by you know have a big machine of a publishing company behind you. Um, yeah, and the, I mean, I see um, traditionally published people, and it always gets me. I'm like, wow. And when they are when they are um, promoting their own stuff, mm-hmm, <laughs> I'm like, I mm-hmm. thought that was one of the <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Are they? Are they? You know, they like. Oh, they're pushing out stuff and doing. It. I'm like, wow. But I know, I know, COVID has changed a lot of what folks are doing or having to do as far as promotion is concerned. Um, so you know, before you know, they were booking the, you know, people booking the, um, the bookstores to go to and the signings and all that stuff. And now everything is virtual. It's just kind of like a free for all. <laughs> now um, it's good for the for the audience because they can actually, you know feel like they're talking to or getting in touch with the writers they admire and, and not have to travel so far or whatever, whatever. But I know it's got to be hard on, on the author who has to take on this extra burden of, you know, PR for themselves and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like, I can't, I, you know, I'm, again, I'm, I'm a baby. I'm not even published yet. You know, I'm still working on 400 manuscripts at once. So, I mean, I know, I, you know, I can't imagine having to, do that plus write plus you know it's it's a lot going on so so like like I mentioned before you're from Texas and how much of Texas is like a character uh, like another character in your story or vital to the 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 character in your story or development of your story I think it's a a pretty big part especially Mm -hmm. if I'm setting the scene or just you know for Honeybells, uh, there was a chapter with um, Juneteenth in it, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's very Texas. Very, <laughs> yes. Know? I understand yes. that the, the rest of the country is celebrating, but they haven't <laughs> always celebrated like Texas has. No, you know? no, absolutely and, not. Um, no. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, if I'm writing about summertime, it's going to be hot because <laughs> oh, <laughs> Texas heat yeah. is brutal. You know, but um, yeah, I think it plays a big part, and um, and let's see it. Like I have one story way down on the list of stories to write that isn't set in Texas. Mm-hmm. But you know, for the most part, I write about Texas or in Texas setting in Texas because you know that's what I know. Right. You know, I don't right. I don't want to um you know, pretend like I've been someplace and then do it wrong and then someone be like, 
No, that's not even how we do it here. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, for me, a lot of my stories, I'm from Atlanta, so a lot of my stories also stay here in Atlanta. It's what I know and things like that. It's not, I don't write about Real Housewives. I don't write about um, rappers. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know that world, you know? Um, so I write about the everyday folks and, and the folks I went to college with and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. that I can connect with and connect to, which is a lot of, which is a big part of like, I guess the world building that you, that you do um, when you're creating these books. Um, so for you. And I think that it's, um, especially when you're doing, uh, like when you're deciding on a character, you're going to decide on what his job is and like what their name is going to be. Like you have to think of what kind of place did they grow up in? What kind of people did they, you know, raise them? Because mm. I'm not, I'm not really a, suit and tie hero type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, my my heroes are, you know, have dirty hands because they've been working all day. So, mm, mm, <laughs> you know, and mm. I guess that's because, you know, that's what I grew up with. Like, my dad was a mechanic and, uh, you know. We need more of that. We need more, like, uh, blue-collar main characters, you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of the billionaires and the and the rich kids get kind of old. And particularly, yeah. I, know, I know for me as a person in a certain age demographic between 35 and 45, um, I don't, you know, we have a mix of folks. You know, we have, I think we're probably one of the last generations of folks that, you know, there may be some people that didn't go to college, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and are working straight up blue collar jobs and have always worked blue collar jobs since they got out of high school and then a mix of folks who you know went on to college and professional school and stuff like that so I mean I think about my own life and you know friends who worked at the the post office you know what I mean and and then I got friends who are doctors you know Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah I think we definitely need more like kind of blue collar heroes that not don't yeah and blue collar does not mean that you're struggling you know, absolutely not. <laughs> no, absolutely you know, not. Work, you know, like my dad worked for, um, you know, UPS, and he was making what twenty something dollars an hour. Mm. I mean, it's not, you know, you're not struggling. Not mm. everyone, not every blue collar job is a struggle. You know, no. you know how much plumbers make. Yeah, you know, so. it's one of those jobs like somebody got to do it, and you know that you're gonna pay whatever it is, you know, to get mm-hmm. it done. HVAC, exactly. you know? yeah, 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 mechanics. Oh, yeah, and 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 not necessarily. We, don't, we also don't necessarily need blue collar. I, when I think about blue, sometimes I, when I think about like blue collar stuff, I'm I'm taken back to like Tyler Perry, and this is no shade. To, this is no shade to Tyler Perry. Lord have mercy. If people listen to this podcast, like she hates Tyler. Perry. I do not. <laughs> I do not, y'all. I've said some stuff about him in the podcast previously, <laughs> but I do not, y'all. I'm, I'm not gonna shade the man. He saved Megan, okay, and Harry, but we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> he, what I what I don't like is when people use blue collar men, particularly, to kind of take a professional black woman down a notch or two. Um, mm-hmm. in in the romance, like she needs to kind of get off her quote unquote high horse or her pedestal and you know get down and be like a quote-unquote real person 
Um, I don't like when people use that kind of trope. Um, you know, like you need you need to you know level out and or what I don't know whatever that means. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. If somebody genuinely falls, if the janitor genuinely falls for the surgeon, then it then that happens. But um, you know, I don't like the idea of having a, a blue collar romance where it, it kind of uh, demeans or demoralizes the, particularly the woman if she's black. You know, like, oh, girl, you need a man. You know, just any man. You know, it, it, I don't mm. like that. I, I just don't like that type of language, you know, or, that, or those types of scenarios. Um, but I do enjoy, you know, but mechanics and, and bus drivers. My dad was a bus driver for, for 30 some years with, with um, Atlanta. Um, you know, it, they need love too. You know, they know. need love too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like with good benefits. So I mean, I don't understand what you're hanging yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> benefits, exactly. <laughs> benefits, yes, yes, yes. So I know you said you came into to romance writing kind of late. Um, um, did you on, on your journey and in your your continuous journey, um, writing? Do you have like a writing community that you like are tight with, or like a, a writing circle or mentors? that have kind of like shaped who you are and your writing and have given you feedback about things along the way? Um, well, like I said, I started with fan fiction. Mm. Um, and uh, What kind of fan you, fiction were you writing? Like, like you say, you're from Atlanta. I went to Atlanta for, um, for Walker Stalker. Oh, so I wow. Write, yeah. I write the song. I wrote the song fan Yes, you would love you would you, if you come visit me, I will take you around and show you where they film in my neighborhood. Um, really? Yeah, 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 they yeah. They film right in my neighborhood. But cool, cool. <laughs> so, um, I I met my like writer group through fan fiction. Um, so we were, you know writing fan fiction and then we I guess the natural thing to to do is to progress out to your originals mm-hmm. um, so I think one of one of one of one of them in the group was like I'm going to start writing originals and then like yeah that sounds like a good idea <laughs> so then um, we sort of all started doing it i mean that was in their my group i talk to them every day you mm-hmm. know and then you know we're on in chat every day and then we talk on zoom on fridays oh wow so okay. you know and we're all over the country and all over the world really mm-hmm. but um you know that they're who i bounce my ideas off of um if i'm needing to get into a space that I'm not usually in. Mm-hmm. They're usually who they're who I talk to because I'm horrible at angst. Angst really isn't my thing. <laughs> um, I don't like sad moments. Mm. But, you know, they're good at it. So I'll be like, what should I listen to? Um, how do I do this? Like and and it's sort of like how do I write this? And get back to my normal happy self. Because right, right. This is right. <laughs> right, right. So, but yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a group of wonderful writer friends. Awesome, 
awesome. So is it primarily like women or people of color or just kind of a mixed bag of folks? Um, women, um, there's, yeah, and let's see. Lauren H. May, she's in Maine. She has two books out. I don't okay. know if you've ever seen her on Twitter or uh, Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know if they want me to say their names. But... Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to say their um, names. I mean, and I, I, like, you know, I don't know. We we, we all started with Rashawn, but, but we're all so different. Mm-hmm. But I think that helps us be such good friends um you know there's one in london there's one in trinidad there's one in kentucky um you know i have another friend in houston so but like i said we're also different in in different places in our lives so i think that's good Um, though you need that yeah but all sort of you know all all have sort of you know the same goal which is writing you know mm-hmm. the same interest which is writing and so and i you know with that support you always want you're always wanting to make sure that they succeed right 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 and it's so like having that kind of support group is what kind of sustains you when the stuff gets tough and you don't know how to get out of stuff <laughs> like for me i i get really bad like imposter syndrome and like I feel like oh my god why am I I I just started shame spiraling it's bad like I I get it gets bad um and then I have my writers group to not not necessarily pat me on the back and say oh you're wonderful but they they figure out those ways to kind of get me out of the muck and the mire and to try Mm -hmm. and you know okay let's refocus this energy on this so what about this manuscript what have you done with this you know, what about these characters, where they're going? And it gets me to, like, right. refocus that, that potentially harmful negative energy into something positive. I just, I don't know what I would do without the writing. group. When I, when I finally decided I was going to be serious right before I turned 40, uh, which is almost three years ago, I was like, um, you know, I, you know, I got, I got, I can't do this by myself. You know, I've been trying and trying. So I, like, I can't do this by myself, you know. Um, so yeah, th- it, you know, it makes me not feel so alone in it, you know. And I mm-hmm. think, I think, I think we met through Twitter, so I'm definitely grateful for like Twitter and stuff like that um, that have connected me through a lot of folks um, and to kind of build that kind of community of romance writers. Um, where was and I it is something that's easy to. Um you know, because when you look at movies, they show the writer, like, in the, alone in their mm-hmm. office, mm-hmm. in away or whatever. Um, but it's, you know, so it's easy to think that that's how it's going to be, or that's how it's got to be. Right. But really, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anyone who does this by themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. You've got, you have to be able to bounce off, bounce ideas off someone or, or just, you know, when you're, words just aren't flowing just to talk about whatever mm-hmm. you know um and but yeah it's very and it's easy to get stuck in the loneliness especially yeah. when your words aren't flowing um 
and then, you know, and then that's when <laughs> you start taking those steps backwards because you're like, I, I can't do this. I'm not good enough, but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally, I feel you. I totally feel you. Um, and then imposter syndrome is something else when you're, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm just a horrible writer. Let me go read something. And then that doesn't help because you read like the, you read like the best chapter in the world and you're like, I'm never going to be like this. So let me go back to writing. You're like, I'm never going to be able to write this. So <laughs> yes, yes, you just yes. have to keep your, reminding yourself that um, you're, you're telling your story, mm-hmm. you know, so that you're the only one that can write it, write it your way. You'll be fine. Right. Right. So I know you say you don't like to write angsty scenes or things like that. What is what else are some of the most difficult like things to write in your manuscripts or your novels? Um, well, that's probably the number one because when okay when you read Romance in the Beat like that black moment, mm-hmm. um, I just in arguments I don't like them. And I think, I don't know, I think it's me personally, it's my personality, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it could be my age, like, who knows, maybe it's because I'm a Virgo, but, <laughs> um, you know, I'm just not, I just don't understand why, I just don't understand why it has to be like that, yeah. you know, yeah. why, why do they have to have this argument or misunderstanding, um, and then they be sad, <laughs> and, then, and then they come back together, and they're happy. Why? Just cut that out. I don't understand why. And and that I think for me, if I have to think about having to write it, mm-hmm. then I just get anxiety. Because in Honey Bells, there is a moment where, um, like, in Honeybells, they know that they're not going to, um, like, be together. He's there for the summer. He's leaving Mm -hmm. at the end of the summer to go back to, you know, where, to his hometown. Um, So, like, they know it's going to come to an end. But for that breakup scene, like, that last final scene, that it took me so Mm -hmm. long to write that because mm-hmm. I mean and even though even though I knew they were I mean I'm going to write them getting back together <laughs> it was still hard for me to write because it was you know I just don't like my characters to be sad yeah you know and um so I think that's I mean that's the number one through five for me <laughs> the hardest thing to write <laughs> wow no don't want angsty or sad characters Okay. You know, and you know, I don't, I just don't, and I think that's also one of my problems, one of the issues I have with um, my enemies to lovers. Mm. I'm like, okay, they hate each other so bad, and I know, and, and sometimes you read, they say the most awful things to each other, and yeah. I'm like, see, my my memory works, like, I'm, I'm going to remember you said that to me, and there's no way you're getting close to me after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I see, I like enemies to love, because like, I think I think a lot of the hate 
like sometimes when I'm like reading a good enemy to love, I'm like, if y'all would just have sex, y'all would, y'all would, <laughs> you get some of this rage out, like you know, you wouldn't feel so so tense toward each other because a lot of it is just pent up sexual attraction that they don't know what to do with, and they just like, ah, I'm, just, I'm just frustrated. Ah, I don't know what to do. So I think that's what a lot of it is. But that's just my opinion. I don't know. <laughs> But see, I may be biased because I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing the kind of frenemies to lovers thing now. So, I'm, you know, there's a lot of touch me, don't touch me type of yeah. type of stuff. <laughs> I want you, I want you. You know, a lot of that going on. You know, kissing and then oh, get away from me. You know, I like all that stuff. <laughs> so, very soap opera. You know, it's like you know your grandma raised you. You know, you watch a lot of soap opera. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of you know, all my children type stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, I watched a lot of my children back in the day. Yes, 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 yes. So I know you say you don't write, you're, you're, you're not writing full-time now. Um, so how are you balancing your, what you do for quote-unquote money, as they say, and your passion for writing? Um, how do you balance those two? How do you keep a good handle on things or schedule? Of, of when you're going to be writing? Um, I found that I'm most successful getting words out when I um, wake up at like five in the morning oh, and then write for <laughs> an hour before anyone is up. Because if, if I wait until, you know, after I'm off work and picked up the kids and I, I'm not, I'm not going to have time, you know, right. or I'm not going to have the energy. I'm going to be, you know, I got to, cook dinner or you know wash a load of clothes and mm-hmm. I'm just not going to have the energy so um I mean it it was hard I mean it's it's hard to wake up at that time but that's really the only time that I have where it's quiet in my house and mm. it's just me up getting some words out mm. Mm. I, I I'm not an early rise I'm a late I'm a night person I, I write better at night and I'll just go, I'll just go hard for like hours, like into the, into the morning and then I go to sleep, um, mm-hmm. which is a problem when you're working from home, you got to get up and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it, that's kind of rough. But, and, you know, I, if I, if I could write, I, I would try to write early in the morning, I, I would, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. It, took me, um, it took me a while to realize that that was my that's the best time for me to write because mm-hmm. um, I was trying to write you know after work when I got home but or I would write at um, my son plays baseball so I would write mm-hmm. at his practices or mm-hmm. something and um, but it's just I don't know too distracting I get <laughs> distracted easily and so once I figured out, and I also had to figure out that, because um, Honey Bells took me, I think from the inception of the idea mm-hmm. to I put it out, it was like two years. Mm-hmm. So I had to realize that I can't rush the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, that, and then I'll, I don't have to either, you know. If yeah. I give myself a deadline and I know I'm not going to reach it, 
just move the deadline out because you're not disappointing anybody but you know yourself yeah <laughs> so just move, just move it farther you're it'll be okay um so i think for the one i'm working on now I'm, i was trying to have most of it written by you know like next month like mm-hmm. that's not going to happen so mm-hmm. i moved that date till uh sometime in the summer mm-hmm. you know July, yeah. August. So what's what's what what can you tell us a little bit about what you're working on now? Um, it is a You don't have to give it away set, <laughs> No, it's no, it's set in Texas. Okay. Um it's it's very uh like two people living close together in like the woods. Okay. Um, in a, in cabins, mm. and uh, like when they see each other, they realize that they had like a one night stand a few years ago. Okay. But but now they're seeing each other again, and just sort of like do. She is like, "Hi, how are you?" <laughs> and he <laughs> and he is. Um, I can't believe she's here. Not because he doesn't want to see her, but because the night that they spent together, like some crazy stuff went down, mm-hmm. and so he's just not sure how to approach it, handle it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it's basically them reconnecting um, and trying to. Uh, get to know each other mm-hmm. you know yeah so it's sort of a second chance type of thing um yes um, is that what you would call a one night stand type thing i don't yeah, know yeah a one night stand and then they, they see each other again it's sort of like a second chance reconnection type of thing yeah yeah i would say so yeah so like i mean it's uh you know someone gives you an idea like I'm, I'm the type of friend in my group. I'll be like, you know, hey, I need someone to write this. <laughs> right. Yeah, I give out the ideas, um, and uh, but someone gave me an idea, and I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I can see that. And um, like he, he's a, the hero is a blues singer. Oh, okay. You know? So, um, so it's. I want, I think for me, for me, I try to have the feeling, you know, like I needed to have a bluesy feeling as I write mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. you know, or as you read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying, trying to do that and probably had to figure out how to write some blues songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's all right. That's all right. Do whatever yeah. you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not a songwriter. I can't. I don't think I. I'm not either. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So we we've come to the last part of our interview, um, and so I'm gonna give you like a speed round of questions um, that we're gonna ask, um, and it's kind of like uh, James Lipton in the actors inside the actor studio um, mm-hmm. about things you like to write and 
how you like to write, all that good stuff. Um, some stuff we might not have gotten to in the interview. So um, first one is, do you like to write heroes or villains? Heroes. Heroes, okay. Um, love scenes or dramatic arguments? I think I know this answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, no angst over here. No. <laughs> um, okay, are you a big movie watcher? No movie bus? Um, I wouldn't say so. I'm I'm a movie buff. No, I'm not a movie buff. I watch movies, but when I watch them, they've been out for like two or three years. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I was gonna say, oh, what what do you think your best the best book to movie translation has been? Like the best, like oh, they made a movie about this book. It was pretty good. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I couldn't even on that one. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, your favorite place to write? Um, I have a desk. I don't usually write at it. Uh, when I'm writing in the morning, I'm writing on my couch in front of the TV. Okay. Okay. Um, book reviews. Do you read them or don't read them? Um, in the beginning I will um but after a while it's no what for because the book's already, I mean the, the book's already out it's not like you know so. right right um what's the last romance novel that you read um, I don't know it might have been wild rain Okay. Okay. We were just talking about it. Um, yeah, I know you say you're working on some, uh, something with the blues in it. So does music help you write? Um, yes or no? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I have a go-to playlist or? Um, I did a playlist for, um, for Honey Bells. I still listen to it. I'm still trying to do one for <laughs> for the ones I'm working on now, but um, you know, it, if I'm going to fill it with blues songs, they're all going to be like all sad and stuff. Oh, so, God. but I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to find some happier blues songs, but mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to work. So, uh, but yeah, it. And I think I told you um, on Twitter that slowly. Oh, yes, that. yes, yes, yes. Um, mm -hmm. And like I listened to that and just listen and listen and listen. And while I was writing the chapter, and it was, it was actually like the breakup chapter mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that I I, had, I repurposed the song for that breakup. Um, and but yeah, I had to listen to that multiple times because it took me a while to, to write that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so, yeah, that's a good song. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there a book out there that you wish you would have written? I mean, a lot of authors don't want to ask, answer that one. But I mean, there's some books you're like, damn, I wish I wrote that. <laughs> I don't think I wish I would have wrote it, but I think that, and, you know, this um, Eric Jerome Dickey wrote One Night. 
have you? I don't know if you've read that, but I know, I know the book. Yes, that that's good. That book has really stayed with me the the longest out of all the books that I've read. Um, and I I did that on audio. Mm-hmm. I did that through audio, and it was just so good the way he. It's like the way he like dropped the Easter eggs, mm. and then at the end you realize what was happening. Mm. I was really impressed by that, mm. Mm. and I was like, "Wow, I need to." Like, wow, <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, I hate that he's like no longer with us. Just uh, mm-hmm. a just a talent, just a just a pure talent. Um. Your favorite word to use in your writing? Goodness, this is uh, a word that I always have to edit out. Would be just. Uh, (laughs) It's so easy to put it in there, and then you're, you know, you go through when you go through and see how many you got in there. I'm like, wow, this is (laughs) ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, I think mine is either like or. Um, probably liked or so. I probably used so a little too much. I, I, th- I definitely think I used so a little too much. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, if I'm a work in progress, we all are. Um, if your if your book became a movie, who would you want to play the lead? So when you were, so when you were so, okay, so confession when I was reading. Survivor's boot camp, and you know, I was thinking about their Afro clothes and stuff like that, and their like um, physiques. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I had like Tiana Paris in my head mm-hmm. for 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 um, Faye, and I could be wrong. You can correct me. I mean, this your book. Um, <laughs> um and for Diz, um. I don't know. I think maybe I was thinking about Lakeith Stanfield, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Lakeith. How tall is he? I don't know. He's kind of tall. He's kind of lanky. He is. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. Because, you know, when I um, do, like, face grabs for my characters, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I usually don't do celebrities. Mm. Um, I just pick, you know, random faces that I like from Pinterest or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's hard for me because of I guess because I didn't pick a celebrity for you know for their face grabs. Mm. Mm. I do like a, when I like put together stuff and I do like a, a quote unquote mood board or whatever. Um, I have a mix. Sometimes I have a mix of celebs and just random pictures I see on like Instagram or whatever. I'm like, oh, she's pretty. You know, she reminds me of the person in my book, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the book I have out on Query now, the guy is just, he is clearly Kendrick, Kendrick Sampson. I know it's. I know in my head. I see it. It's. 
It's either either like Kendrick Sampson or Jesse Williams. Um uh-huh. or and then for the girl, like because she's plus size. I, I had like a myriad of people. Um not really Lizzo, but I, I had I had some other people kind of in mind. Um but like I was thinking about Queen Lafayette when she was like younger. Um I don't know. I'm trying to think of some like young plus size. Not young, but like youngish plus size uh black women. But it was it was really hard for me to try to find find some. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a struggle. Yeah. And I and I think some of it is just because sometimes you get to a place where it's like everyone is beautiful. <laughs> yes, everyone is beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but they could work. Oh, but maybe they could work. Or they could work. You know, so it's it sometimes it gets to where it's just hard to narrow it down, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes yeah, you're right. Sometimes it's just that can't narrow it down from 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 folks. Um where do you see romance novels going in the next decade or so? I know we talked a little bit about diversity and things like that, but where do you would you like to see romance novels heading toward in the next, you know, decade? Um, I think yeah, I have no idea. Like I'm, I would really like to see them be more diverse. Um, but I actually think that a lot of them, a lot of writers um, are sort of going to lean towards hybrid mm-hmm. um, just because they, you know, for the prestige of traditionally, of being traditionally published and then the um, freedom of being an indie writer. Right. Um, I think that uh, I think there's a lot of, and I think you know, within the last you know year or so, we've learned that there's a lot of stories that people want to write, but there's mm-hmm. also a lot of stories that people want to read, mm-hmm. um, and the romance formula you know, like our story structure isn't always what people want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Even though publishers might lean towards that, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you've got to figure out, do you want to um, please the publisher or please the reader? Right. And, uh, you know, I think, well, I mean, when I started, like, when I started fan fiction, I never even heard of an, an indie author, mm-hmm. you know, and that was just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But now just the success of one is, you know, inspiring. Mm-hmm. And um, just knowing that they're out there doing, you know, what they want. Yeah. So I think... I think I think romance is going to be um, a lot more colorful and broader. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think so too. 
And I think, like you said, the success of the independent author is giving hope to other folks that, hey, guess what? There is an audience for what I like to write. Um, and people want to read it. And you can be you can be highly successful without having the, you know, it's, it may be more work, but you can be highly successful without having the traditional publishers um, behind you. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, hope for one and success for one is kind of, you know, success for everybody um, in the industry who's independent. So, yeah, I totally agree. And finally, when it's all said and done, what do you want readers to take away from what you write um, about the books you write? Um, I, I want readers to be able to put my book down and say, that was a good story. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't, I don't want them to ever have felt the urge to throw my book across the room <laughs> oh. <laughs> was, you know, because they got to this part and they can't believe this is happening. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I want it to be, you know, just something that is refreshing and, you know, that they have a sigh of, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, Ruthie, it was, that wasn't so bad. We all done. <laughs> <laughs> so where can we, where can folks find you on uh, social media? Um, Instagram, Twitter. That's it. Um, you know, Ruthie, Ruthie Lenore. I think I'm the only one with that name. Ruthie Lenore. And, and your books are available on Kindle um, and on Amazon um, for purchase as well. Yeah, Amazon, um, or, I mean, they can actually, you know, order them anywhere. It's, it's you know, anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. I yeah. bought the ISBN for them to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Support, support, even support your small, small bookstores out here as well. Yep. Um, not necessarily do the big folks. Um, so support your small bookstores as well. So thank you so much, Ruthie. Thank you for coming on. Um, oh, and thank you. You have popped my um, podcast, Cherry. So. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate being your first. I feel so honored. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Once again, I want to thank my friend Ruthie Lenore for joining me on the podcast to talk about uh, her journey in romance and writing romance. Uh, you can follow Ruthie uh, on Instagram at Lenore, L-E-N-O-R underscore T-H-E, Lenore underscore the, And she is also on Instagram at Ruthie Lenore. She's the only one, R-U-T-H-I-E-L-E-N-O-R. But all the information is going to be listed uh, on our Instagram page at Romance and Color and on this blurb for the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. So thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, we will be back next week with another profile with another author in romance. And I hope you all are enjoying our Writing in Color series uh, that we are bringing you. 
um, because I am certainly enjoying uh, talking to everyone and and getting this these beautiful interviews out to you all. Anyway, take care, you guys, and I will see you all next week. Peace.